Welcome to Level Up with Adrian Cruz. Welcome back to the show, everyone. So today, I got my buddy here, Taylor Peterson. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. Um, so I guess, is this your first time on a podcast ever? Yeah. Uh, well, I did. I've been mentioned on podcasts. So I basically, um, I moved out to Denver. got connected with the whole like real estate, you know, community in Denver. And, um, you know, there's a lot of bigger pockets people out there in Denver. Dude, Denver is like the, the, the capital for bigger pockets. Oh yeah. 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 So, um, just got kind of immersed in that whole, uh, real estate game down there. And, uh, I've been mentioned on a few podcasts, but that's not, cool. this is my first uh, appearance on one, so I appreciate it, man. That's cool, bro. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so um, Taylor actually messaged me on uh, Instagram because you're in town. Yep. From? So right now I live in uh, San Francisco. Um, I moved out to San Francisco after living in Cheyenne for about two-ish years. Really? Yeah. What, how old were you then when you lived in Cheyenne, Wyoming? So that was back in 20, I think, the beginning of 2022 uh-huh. um, right before that I was living in Denver and then uh, heard about this town Cheyenne and about six months after living in Denver uh, house hacked a place up here so that's yeah. crazy man. <clears throat> how was San Francisco um, San Francisco a uh, lot of corporate jobs if you want to go that route yeah 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 <laughs> um, but there's there's a lot to do uh, it's it's pretty central you know you have Tahoe if you like skiing um, a lot of outdoors, um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of young people fresh out of college. So there's, there's a lot going on. San Francisco, man. I went there once. It was, it was pretty windy, bro. Honestly. Yeah. There's, they had like the crazy, like high, um, like the streets were like super like uphill. Yeah. Yeah. Lots, lots of hills. Know, yeah. Lots so of hills. there's right now is like considered San Francisco summer. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a little bit opposite, but everything before and after about right now is just like fog and overcast all the time. Uh, and then you have to get out of like city, like center and downtown to go get the sunny stuff. But uh, yeah, San Francisco is interesting. It's very uh, extreme in like everything you could think of, you know, politics, people, all that stuff. So. Yeah, a lot of tech stuff going yeah. down over there too, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Startup companies, all that yeah. stuff. So I technically work for a, what they call a startup right now. We're a little bit bigger than that, but um, yeah, it's fun. It's fast paced, just a different environment. They don't talk real estate out there. Really? It's <laughs> all just that kind of stuff? They all they all talk, they talk a lot of like crypto if you're into that crypto. stuff. Crypto. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's not go into that hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, so Taylor had a message me and he was like, let's get coffee. And I was like, okay. So then yeah. we met up and then I was like, let's just put some mics on. Yeah. And just talk normally and then just have a little conversation and see, you know, just so you guys can see how these conversations go. Yeah, exactly. I know we've already talked a little bit before this, so it's probably better we rush to the mics. Yeah, Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I was trying to get to. I was like, let's just pop in the mics. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so you're in Shan. You said you were looking at a a multifamily uh, fourplex here in Shan, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been looking at that for about a year and a half now. you know, I first attacked it with like seller financing. Has it been on the market that long? Yeah, so they put it on um, about 
about a year and a half ago for about 550 and they've slashed the price um i think it's on for like 500 now wow um, for 495 is what they say but, okay uh, um yeah i first attacked it with uh seller financing wasn't getting anywhere with that um and so now we're we're circling back with a little bit more of uh i might do you know some hard money private money situation okay um, but I'm not sure if you actually heard um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac change their loan policies on multifamily. So you can't get a fourplex anymore? No. So um, a fourplex required 20% down. Wow. Now they require 5% down or you can put 5% down. So that owner effect in like early November. Owner occ, right? What's that? Owner occupied? Um, No, that's traditional. Oh, really? So they lowered all that. And I'm assuming they did that with... um, you know, just where the market is uh, with interest rates and I, the low buying pool. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. So you're looking at that fourplex on Monday. Yep. Yeah. M- mutual friend uh, investor. Yep. Um, so yeah, James Bowers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Been been super helpful. Great mentor. That's cool. Can yeah, that dude's smart. <laughs> uh, yeah. Only have the best things to say about James. Uh, I actually found James off of Bigger Pockets. Did you really? Yeah. So is when, pretty, I, when is I moved up here and I got the first my first deal, um, I was you know moved in there, fixed it up all by myself, um, and then when I got done about three months in that deal fixing it up, I was you know okay, let's start plotting for the next one. Right. Um, up here in Cheyenne, and so <clears throat> I was just scrolling around Bigger Pockets after I bought a couple books and. Uh, you know, they have the whole tab with like agents. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, you know, let's just see if there's anybody in Cheyenne that there's one has guy. the same <laughs> mindset, right? Yeah. And so literally there was one guy. That's so funny. James Bowers. Uh, <laughs> and uh, shout out James Bowers. But um, yeah, ended up messaging him. Um, got got a beer with him um, over at the the brewery right right here across the street. Okay. Yeah um albany or something right not not familiar with the name but uh um, well, did they have like a railroad track or yeah yeah okay, it's okay, like okay. kind so, of tucked back there yeah yeah i forgot the name of that one yeah but i guess um you know james does a bunch of commercial stuff too yep. so mm-hmm. um but yeah james uh was the realtor on my last deal okay um and uh has been super helpful so, nice yeah yeah we're uh just trying to figure out where to go next. And I think this fourplex is, is what I want to attack. So hell yeah. Stack some yeah. assets. Yeah. I'm renting by the room and every other deal. So that's cool, man. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's one of those things where I think like Cheyenne's interesting in that, you know, renting by the room up here is a little bit tougher than I think if you were to do it in, you know, a city like Denver or, something. or San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. Um, just you know some of the the age difference up here uh the smaller pool to grab from so yeah yeah do you have any do you have any rentals where you rent by the room or have you ever done that i don't actually yeah. i i just i guess i never really look into renting by the room yeah yeah i, I just feel like it's just for the headache and yeah. you know the extra three four hundred yeah. bucks isn't worth it for me now it could be worth it for somebody else but yeah for me it's just you know yeah a lot of work <laughs> well and i think that's where like you and i are a little bit different in this investing right yeah like, you're you're um from what i could tell more of on the flipping side yep mm-hmm. i'm trying to buy and hold yeah um yep. and so 
maximizing my profits on those holds. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why I want to get into this multifamily deals because, uh, you know, the renting by the room is more of a headache, like you said. Yeah. And, and I'm starting to realize it's not worth that extra, like you said, three, four hundred dollars. Yeah, three, four hundred bucks. So, yeah. But then again, you know, it's like I said, it could be worth it for somebody if it's if they don't have the access to or if they're not good at finding deals. Or well, I recommend it if you're just deals. getting started. Yeah, right. Right. Um, especially if you're doing the house hacking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. My fiance did that. She was yeah. like. Dude, she was living in this like single. I, I heard that off of uh, I think podcast number one or two. Yeah, so. <laughs> she was living. She was living in the basement. Yeah. Of her own house that she had, and yeah. she was living rent, rent free. She paid yeah. off all her credit card, all that stuff, and then at the time, like she already had owned, like yeah. from living in that basement, she bought like a fourplex and then like a duplex and like another like house. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, so, like such a. Um... I don't want to say easy way to get in the game, but it's uh, definitely one of the starting points. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, you know, you're saving, you're just reducing your overhead, right? Right. So your biggest expenses in life are usually rent, you know, some kind of car payment if you have it. And, you know, if you have student debt, but, uh, you know, if you can take rent out of the equation mm-hmm. and just start stacking money, um, I think it's one of the best ways to get ahead. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes you got to take two steps back to get 10 forward. Yeah, it, and to that point, it's not it's not comfortable, right? Yeah, no, it's not comfortable. Living a, in the basement. I'm sure sacrifice. for her, yeah. living in the basement, you yeah. know, is, that wasn't fun. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, though, is that all equates, you'll, you'll reap those benefits later on, but it's mm-hmm. hard to realize them in the moment. And if you can take that sacrifice and get through it. Uh, and, and, you know, what I notice is a lot of people aren't willing to take that sacrifice. Right, right. You know? I just want everything now, now. Yeah. It's a social media thing, too. Yeah. It's like people are just so impatient. Yeah. They just well, want everything you now. You know, that's why I actually appreciate, like, the way that you wanted to start today's podcast, but also the other ones I've heard of you. You know, it's like, let's just get in and talk and, you know, just be, <laughs> I guess, like, natural about it. Because you hear a lot of these other real estate people right now are just talking about, um, you know, the golden age of real estate mm-hmm. and how it's, you know, it's easy for them, right? Right. But at some point, somebody had to sacrifice along the way. They had to start from, you know, square one. And uh, a lot of that is a lot of headache. I mean, I've had, you know, remodels on my houses that I wasn't planning for. I've had to evict tenants that I wasn't planning for. I've yeah. had, you know, a lot of headache along the way. But those downs, uh, you know, um, create the better, uh, the better times. So. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, man. Um, so I guess, you know, because I, I don't really know. I, I do take a lot of people out for like coffee. What do you normally do? Like when you do these, like, yeah. do you just connect with people and network and build? Because that's what you're trying to do right now is build your network. Yeah. I'm guessing that's why you're meeting up with me and other investors in town. You're trying to build your network, right? Totally. Yeah. You know, and uh, you're definitely further along in this game than I am. Um, and so I guess the value for me is like, what, what can I learn from you? But more importantly, you know, uh, maybe starting to form that relationship and hopefully do business together. But, you know, also I think the, the value on the other side, and I bring this up because a lot of people, when you listen to podcasts are talking about, you know, um, they're so busy, they don't have the time to grab coffee with everybody. That, yeah. You know, everybody's reaching out. Let me, with the quote unquote, let me pick your brain. Right. Right. right all the time. Yep. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I definitely understand the side that you're on of like, what's the, what, what is it worth my time? What's the value that I get out of it? Right, right, right. right. Um, 
and you know so when i came to this i was thinking okay well what's the value for adrian you know mm -hmm. and, um, i think it's it's not something that we'll see today but i hope uh you know we can uh foster that relationship and you know do business together as i'm trying to ramp up and hopefully to your level but um yeah i you know when i grab coffee with these people it's uh more letting them know like where I'm at mm -hmm. and um, seeing where they're at and seeing if maybe there's some gaps that I could fill on their end. Um, but at the very least, you know, I get out of, uh, you know, when I've talked with James before, James is, you know, throwing me a contractor or two that can help me yeah. on some things, you know. Um, but then for James, I'm making sure I'm kicking it back, whether it's a small agent fee, you know, um, or eventually getting ramped up to his stage and maybe we can do something together, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but you got to start somewhere. And I think the difference is I'm taking the action. And so the value for you would be reaping that benefit of, you know, the action that I'm taking down the road. So. That's cool, man. Well, then, so you had mentioned, you know, you try to figure out where you're at and where I'm at. Yeah. So I guess why don't you tell me a little bit where you're at and how yeah. old are you again? Yeah, so uh, 28. I turned 29 You're 20? February. Nice, dude. So I'm me. one year older than you. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And you went to high school where? Um, out in uh, Sacramento called Granite Bay. Shout out Granite wow, Bay. Wow, Sacktown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever been to Sacramento? <laughs> uh, my sister actually lives in uh, Burbank. So every time we... Okay. Or not Bur Burbank, Fairfield. Yeah. So I think we either fly into Sacktown or yeah, Burbank yeah. or one of those two. Yeah, Sacramento for the last couple of years has been like one of the hottest markets in real estate. Um. All of Cali, though, right? What's that? All of California, though, right? Yeah. I mean, California is just a different game, right? It's yeah. A, it's an appreciation game in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have a friend uh, that is, you know, renting out a house and they're paying less than what the mortgage is, right? But that owner is basically banking that in two, three, maybe five years that that appreciation would have ramped up mm -hmm. enough to where it offsets all that, right? So, um, but yeah, Sacramento is great. Um, because it was the hardest market for the last couple of years, it's now, uh, it's it's hurting. It's hurting. Yeah, yeah so a lot of those big cities, you know, like Scottsdale and LA yeah. and yeah. San Fran and Sacktown yeah. and Nashville and Austin, they're kind of on their way down right now just because of how fast they went up in value, right? Right, right, right. Um, that's crazy though, Sacktown, huh? Yeah, Sacramento. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned Nashville, uh, you know, Nima. Or, or oh, Nashville is that where he went? So he went to Chattanooga. Wow, I didn't and, know that. And uh, I guess like that brings me to like how I got into Cheyenne, right? Mm -hmm. If you think about like Cheyenne. Um, yeah, so it's just a small town. It is. <laughs> it's like if you think about like where the epicenter is of all this, right? The big cities like for Sacramento, the epicenter, you could argue is like San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And for Cheyenne, the epicenter would be like Denver, right? Right. What I mean by that is like, you know, you have these cities with a lot of young people and uh, it's expensive. And eventually they need to, you know, maybe move out of the city or go further into the suburbs, um, go a little bit further away. And so... Mm. San Francisco, right? We'll call that the epicenter where people go, they make their money, and then they got to move on to the, for, to raise a family, whatever the case may be. And so they go to places like Sacramento, mm -hmm. right? And so it's a, it's like the trickle effect outward. So or like think Fairfield, like, like my sister, because I think she went to Berkeley. Yeah. Right? If she Oh, if she went to Berkeley. I'm sure we know some mutual friends. Yeah, uh, and then now she lives in Fairfield because I'm sure it was the same thing. You yeah. kind of live out in the suburbs. Exactly. It's a cheaper home. Right. Because you can't buy anything in San Fran, I'm sure. No, no, no. <laughs> I, you know, I actually just had a buddy that bought in San Fran and, um, you know, that's, uh, 
it's personal preference, but uh, yeah, I think your money stretches further elsewhere. You go way further. So, yeah. So, but but you know, you think of like Denver, right, as mm-hmm. epicenter where um, you know young people, a lot of jobs, expensive, right? They need somewhere to go, maybe uh, a few years after. So they go to places like Fort Collins, and then mm-hmm. Fort Collins goes to like Cheyenne, right? Right, right. And so Cheyenne to me just felt like that perfect price point, perfect size of like suburb town. Um, I don't really necessarily want to refer to this as a city, but uh, you know. <laughs> town, like, yeah. <laughs> small town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So comparatively, right? Right, right. So, uh, you know, I think you have that trickle effect of people going again from Denver to Fort Collins, Fort Collins to Cheyenne. And I think that's one of the many reasons, you know, that boosts Cheyenne's real estate. For sure. That's crazy. So, so Nima, you had mentioned Nima. So you, that's how you got into the Cheyenne market. He told you about Cheyenne? Yeah. So Nima, um, yeah. Shout or out have Nima. you never been here before? Yeah. So before Nima you? moved here. Uh, maybe, you know, I guess the exact year better than I do, but you know, a few years before I did, right. um, you know, pre pre COVID somewhere in there, I think, uh, moved out here for work and, uh, and he was a big multi guy too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and Nima actually got started um, through doing the house hacking. Mm. You know, I don't think when he did it, they they referred to it as house hacking. I think that's kind of a buzzword nowadays, right? Right. It's a term, a new term now. Yeah, sure. I think it's kind of a funny term, house hacking. Like, yeah. You know, um, but nonetheless, <laughs> the concept you know applies. So uh, he started that out uh, where we're from. Um, the town we grew up in. Um, Which was then, what town again? Uh, well, so we went to Granite Bay High School, but right next door to Granite Bay is Roseville. So we did it in Roseville, California. Um, yeah, because he was a Duke guy. Did he go to Duke? So he started actually at Cal. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, started at Cal. Um, he's always been a bright guy and uh, and then uh, got his master's at Duke. So. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Um, but he got that, yeah, he got that master's with his uh, corporate company and... Um, you know, he, uh, it's funny how they, they did that for him, but it was a great, great move for him. Um, but yeah, he, blessing in disguise, his company moved him out here to Cheyenne. And then, uh, he just continued on with, you know, the whole house hacking thing in Cheyenne. And then it eventually boiled over to what it is now where he has a big portfolio over here. Yeah. Um, but you know, Nima being a close friend of mine, um, and a great mentor. Uh, when I moved to Denver, he was I was coming up here to hang out with him. Mm, and, okay. Um, you know, there's a few times that we were supposed to hang out with you, but I think he was putting up a, you know, he was he was holding his relationship close with you to him. So. <laughs> Dang it, Nima. Yeah. Come on, Nima. But uh, yeah, he uh, told me about Cheyenne. I'd been up here to hang out with him a few times, and I was sitting on some money, and uh, I was like, you know what? Um, at the time with my job that I had, I just was traveling all over, um, didn't really have any particular reason to be in Denver. So I was like, you know what, let's just take the sacrifice, bought a house, completely gutted that house, and uh, I didn't even own a hammer before I bought that house. Um, I don't even own a hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I took the route of uh, bought that house, went to Lowe's, bought a bunch of tools, um, and then just started tearing the place apart. Um, and learn that way and I'm so thankful I did that because right before I met up with you I actually had um, 
um, a contractor over at my house, one of the houses that I have here in town, and uh, was, you know, we were talking about some different things going on and projects that I wanted to run the house. And he was talking in a language like I knew, you know, um, what was going on with the HVAC and the plumbing and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And while I don't know as much as him, the experience that I had of tearing up that house and building it back and putting it back together, um, I now can speak that language a little bit better yeah. and know what to look for. So, Because what does your portfolio look like now and where are they all at? Yeah, so it's all in here in Cheyenne. Oh, really? Um, Dang, I'm hoping crazy. after Monday um, I'll have added uh, four more units nice. to it. Um, but yeah, I have about 10 doors here in Cheyenne. Wow, so, that is crazy. Yeah. And you live full time again where? Um, San Francisco right now. Um, Dang, so you live full time in San Fran and you're yeah. buying multi. Yeah, yeah. In Cheyenne, Wyoming. That yeah, it's, crazy. It's, uh, but you got a Utah plate on your Audi outside. Yeah, so that that don't worry about that. That's just a rental. <laughs> oh, because okay. I had to fly into town. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I was like, man, you say in all these states, but then you got Utah plates, and then. <laughs> so like, okay. speaking of Utah, I actually was uh, telling a buddy that I was meeting up with you because yeah. we were. I was sending some of your Instagram posts to this this guy, uh, Mason is the name, and uh, I was like. Mason, you know, anything uh, that you want to know about Adrian? Right. And he's like, I want to know why he isn't in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a couple of deals with uh, some guys from Utah. Actually, I, there, was a, there was a guy or a group that I follow. Yeah. Um, I ended up doing a couple of deals with them. But uh, have you ever heard of uh, Wholesaling Inc.? Um, it's no, like the no. wholesaling like podcast. It's like a bigger pockets, but for wholesaling. Yeah. Um, so there's this guy that he lives there, but they started doing a lot of like Laramie stuff. Really? They started marketing heavy, doing wholesaling in Laramie. And I, I are you done... speaking of um, Casey Gregerson? No, no, no. So he's I don't think he's in Utah, but he does do Laramie though. Yeah. Casey does do Laramie. Yeah. But no, the guys that are like that I did deals with. They live in Utah. Yeah. And they just straight market into Laramie. Yeah. And do wow. deals in what Laramie. Interesting. Um, yeah, this guy Mason I was talking about, he's um, doing this whole house hacking thing that I'm talking about in Utah. Um, so him and I have kind of leaned on. What each city other. Utah? What's up? What city in Utah? Um, I don't know exactly what neighborhood he's in, um, but you know, uh, r- right there in Salt Lake. Yeah. Not necessarily like downtown, but um, right on the edge. If you're familiar with like Salt Lake, um, Salt Lake kind of has this thing going on where um they're it's growing mm-hmm. you know salt lake's growing um you know my company actually just opened up an office there and it's things like that where uh salt lake is kind of getting a tech scene going um and so uh all these neighborhoods are kind of getting pushed out towards the mountains mm-hmm. um so the suburbs like you said yeah, yeah. it's uh yeah that epicenter right it's yep. just, it's got to go some people got to go somewhere so and people ask me all this all the time. They're like, why are you in Cheyenne? I'm like, bro, like, if you think about it from, like, a bigger perspective, right? Yeah. Say if you're, like, investing into a stock or a crypto. Yeah. Like, you want to buy in when it's lower. Yeah. And then, you know, Cheyenne and, you know, like, why you're here or that city in Utah. Right. Like, you want to stack those assets when it's lower because there's more appreciation yeah. to, to go from, right? Yeah. So people are, like, always asking me, like, Asian, why are you in Cheyenne? I'm like, bro, like. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go to Denver. Like, all my friends are in Denver. Like, dude, come here. Like, come yeah. here. I'm like, nah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. <laughs> well, it's also like everything is just um, 
bigger in those cities and bigger i think makes things a little bit harder right so when i say bigger i'm talking like price point is higher right it's harder right right and well, uh, then again there's more profits too though right there there are um there de there certainly are um but with that price point i think there's also a little bit more risk right um i think there's more regulations mm -hmm. um you know the one thing that I people think people don't really talk about with cheyenne which is one of the biggest factors for me is um you know i'm not going to sit here and talk politics with you mm. but uh the fact that it's a red state mm. is one of the biggest appeals to me right um, because of the regulations around like tenant laws um you know I've had that a, does come into play it does mm. especially when you are um you know in my shoes where you're renting out a lot of units right um you're going to have problems. Right. And I self-manage. I don't have a property manager. No, that's a pain in the ass, kicking somebody out. And yeah. You can't. Like, so I've had to evict a few people already. And start to finish here in Cheyenne, it's like 21 days. Mm. So I can, within the same month that I'm supposed to be collecting rent from that person, have a new person in paying me. 21 days. 21 days. Wow. So, um, And then what's crazy is, like, people don't know that. Like, they just think blue, red, whatever. Yeah. But, like... Same for us. Like we had to kick out a tenant because he wasn't paying us rent, whatever. Yeah. But it was quick. Like the judge was, you know. Oh, they're they're on they're on your side. They don't want mm. to, any of the bullshit that you know um, tenants could cause here mm. in Cheyenne. And I think and that's in other like, states, I've heard horror stories of like, dude, like this is squatter. Like he hasn't yeah. paid rent. What's that one? I just seen one on Facebook. It was like mansion in this city, whatever. Oh, um, did you see that? I, I didn't see that, but I hear those stories all the yeah, time, especially in California. In an, they stayed in the Airbnb for like two years for free, but he couldn't, the, the owner wow. of that mansion, and this is like a $15 million mansion Wow. in uh, in California. Yeah. I don't know. It was like, I don't know, Hollywood Hills, somewhere crazy, Beverly Hills. Yeah. One of those mansions, someone stayed in there for two years, couldn't get him out. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's, uh, that's something that, you know, it definitely goes on. Um, I think people are blind to the fact, oh, it's not going to happen to me, right? It happens to, if you're a landlord, it'll happen to you at least once. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, not just tenant things like all the, you know, uh, HVAC going out, you mm -hmm. know, every, anything you can think of. Like, right. it's going to happen to you. But, you know, that's the, um, that's part of playing the game, right? Um, but, yeah, in California, I think, like, start to finish to evict somebody, if you're lucky, is, like, on the low end of, like, 90 days. Something like that, right? So, um, again not here to talk politics and where people stand, but it's when you're putting your money somewhere you and you're investing, right? When you invest, you don't want to just pin the tail on the donkey blind kind of thing, right? Right, right. You, you got you to gotta think about what is, you know, my entrance and what's my exit, right? And so... And all your risk, right? Right, right. And so I think Cheyenne, like, has a lower risk margin not just again from a price standpoint but all the different laws and regulations going on in town um that help you know people like you and i um so uh i try not to say i'm from california out here but yeah yeah i try i so actually if you didn't know actually when i first came from the philippines when i was 10. okay we moved straight into salinas california okay and then from salinas we moved to riverside and then moreno valley socal yeah and uh I moved out of California when I was like maybe like 15 or 16. Okay. Yep. So I wouldn't say I'm a Cali boy, but I was there for six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely have right here on my arm, it says Cali love. 
<laughs> okay, nice. Yeah. Because all my friends had it. So I was like, right, I thought it was cool. Right, right, right. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, California's, California's great, man. It's great. Um, it's just, it's expensive. Oh, it's super it expensive. You, you pay for what it offers, though. Yeah, so like, for example, your fourplex that you're buying here on Monday. Yeah. What is that? How? What is that fourplex? If you did buy it, where you're at? Where you say Sacramento? Like, how much is that? So Sacramento um, is one or of San the Francisco. San Francisco, you live full time. Yeah. How yeah. much is that fourplex? Well, because I was gonna say like Sacramento is the place I would recommend to go if you were gonna get into real estate because the price point is fairly low com- comparatively in California. Mm-hmm. But still, a fourplex in Sacramento. I mean, I'm just gonna go off the top of my head more north towards like a million dollars right that's crazy um you, you know you can probably play in the eight hundred thousand range um depending on the neighborhood you go into would you cash flow no no no, no. you it's just strictly especially at these interest rates now yes yeah, strictly appreciation you're yeah. hoping for appreciation or, or you know putting a large down payment um, 1031 inch or something yeah um you know maybe doing uh um what's that called when you um get the same interest rate that the last seller had assuming, assuming yeah, the loan. yeah or yeah you assume the loan yep um you know there there's a lot of different avenues to get creative with but um yeah you're not going to cash flow um that's crazy you if you are going to cash flow it's going to be eaten up by your maintenance costs and stuff so um essentially break you even. yeah you're, you're going to break even but um yeah whereas like i think you know back to cheyenne like cheyenne has that price point too where rents are high and prices are low mm-hmm. um so and you know prices are a sky right? i'm sure you've witnessed that you've been Dude. in the game since i think what 2015 uh, i think like 2017 yeah yeah so i mean still not that long right you know um but yeah i definitely have seen it do skyrocket too yeah you know my first house was like 180 yeah, That's that, the, the first house that I bought here in Cheyenne, I, um, I think the last owner bought it, yeah, right around like 200 and I Good. ended up buying it off him for like 315 I literally just bought a house yesterday for $91,000. Yeah. Single family. Yeah. You know, one wholesale car garage. Uh, yeah, it was our, we got it at wholesale. Yeah. Um, and it was one of my, my guys that went knocking on doors and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's a piece of shit, but. Dude, yeah. you ain't gonna find a house in California for ninety grand. No, <laughs> you're not. Nothing for ninety grand. You're not. And I've, you know, I talk with a lot of my friends of, you know, you got to put your money outside of California. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, back to that whole sacrifice, um, you know, they're just not not willing to do it. Maybe right now, but yeah. I think. Uh, Hopefully, if I continue down this path and this journey, um, and my buddy, you know, Mason out in Utah, we're all kind of rolling the same friend group. But if you know he continues down that path, I think people will see. I think a lot of people they want to see somebody doing it first. Yeah. Um, so. You're like you go first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you have Did you have that for you? Did you, Was there somebody before you that you kind of looked up to in that sense, or did you just jump right in? Here in Cheyenne. Like when you yeah when you started back in 2017. Was there maybe somebody that you like you were talking with or knew that was doing wholesaling or flipping? You know, a lot of it was just virtual stuff. Yeah. Honestly, like, because I remember when I was like getting started, um, I was flipping cars. Yeah. Um, and then like I just didn't know what to do, so I didn't. I, I did stumble across wholesaling and the wholesaling Inc. podcast and the Bigger Pockets. Yep. And then I kind of just took a step back and 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 
um, just looked at what if is there any wholesaling that could that could happen in Cheyenne and yeah. there was like maybe until today there's only like three or four wholesalers here like like crazy small amount yeah. but uh, no I didn't really have anyone to look up to just it was all just social media yeah it was just you know just the people doing it in Phoenix Nashville San Francisco whatever Denver right. that were doing it and no one was doing it here so I'm like okay like if there's no one doing it here I can do it here yeah, so for me, like Nima, you could say that that was that was kind of my like mentor, the mm-hmm. guy that I looked up to. But well before Nima was doing it, I was still all over the Bigger Pockets podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I don't think there is a podcast on that that I haven't listened to, right? Yeah, I feel like I I've kind of I need to go back into it, but ever since like Brandon left, it, yeah, I, my interest level has kind of. It's gone so down. funny you say that because <laughs> the podcast has gone down in my Dude, opinion. Yeah, because like Brandon was cool, like he was a good host yeah totally and i think it's um it's gotten to a point where you know i don't want to sound like i know it all or i'm well ahead of the game but i'm kind of at this point now where i'm past the beginning stages of like you know how to buy your first house um how to house yeah now it's like action time like now like we did consume those not that all that knowledge in the first whatever all that knowledge we listened to the podcast and now it's like action time totally and and i've started to take that action i'm continuing to ramp up that action Mm -hmm. and now it's now it's uh combining that action with like strategy around okay there's so many routes and avenues i can go with not Mm -hmm. only because i have the ability to do so via you know money and the finances but you know the network that i've grown some investors that i know people that are interested in what i'm doing um it's one of those things where now it's yeah action combined with you know the other day i was sitting down and looking at an excel spreadsheet you know getting a little bit more uh strategy around <laughs> yeah, like right. numbers and how to move money you know? dude you have to know that stuff yeah yeah it's so. funny you say that because like in my first couple of years, I wasn't that guy. Yeah. Like looking at spreadsheets and like, you know, having these like crazy uh, data tools that we now right. use. Um, but that, dude, that helps so much. It, it does. And I'm not even an Excel person. You right. know, I've actually just straight up asked people like, hey, do you have like a template you could just share with me? Right. And, and then I just, I'd, same thing for mine. Like my Excel yeah. spreadsheet is from another flipper. Like right. I just... Plug and play. Right, exactly. And, you know, you could tweak it along the way to, like, what fits your strategy. Right. Um, but, I, you know, I will say, I guess, if there's anybody that's, I guess, listening to this or that I'm talking to that's just getting started out, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's so easy to um, what they call paralysis by analysis, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And I had that for many years, which is why I got started when I was, like, 26. If I didn't have that, I would have got started when I was 20. Right, right, right. right. Um, but I was, like, overthinking the numbers. I was looking too much into the deal and the risk and borrowing the money. Whereas, like, you know, sometimes you just got to get started and get in and mm. then figure it out from there. Because if you're willing to do that, you also should know and have the confidence in yourself that you will figure it out along the way. Yeah, that's like one thing that uh, Wholesaling Inc. always uh, said was like, it was like imperfect, I don't know, some imperfect actions or something, just make some, just whatever action, right? Right. Or like what, what he usually says is like build your parachute on the way down. Yeah. Like jump off the plane and just build your parachute on the way down because you won't get it right the first yeah. time anyways. It's like, no, and even at your stage, I'm sure you still come across speed dude. bumps along the way, right? And you're still like learning and uh, stacking on your your tool belt, right? I and, learn something new every day. Right. Uh, you're never going to learn it all at once before you start. Right. And I always tell people too, learning is like 
experience is the best learning like teacher. learning by doing yep yeah. experience is the best teacher right like you are not going to learn it until you experience it actually right and you can read a book and how to flip a house you won't know yeah how to flip a house right until you actually flip a house like i mean you i'm sure there's some on some things on there that you can use like to watch out for some advice or listening yeah. to the podcast i'm sure you've learned a little bit from listening to the podcast and stuff right. but now you're learning a lot more by actually doing it like running the numbers you try to do yeah. stellar creative financing on that fourplex and you're yeah. like okay dad didn't work i'm gonna try this now like, right yeah and there's to your point there's just so many different avenues you can take and like like you do the wholesaling and a little bit of flipping right, right. i don't do that i'm yeah. my avenue is like buy and hold mm-hmm. long-term plays kind of thing and neither is i um better than the other kind of thing it's yeah. just one of the many strategies yeah there's so many ways to make money in real estate right I hear new stuff all the time. I was talking, so when I bought my first property, I didn't tell any of my family or friends because of the, um, I didn't want people in my ear like barking about like, oh, I should do this, shouldn't do that. Or, oh, you know, uh, be careful with this, right? I just wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And so I was, as I was signing the papers, I was FaceTiming my mom and she's like, oh my God, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know? <laughs> and, and I'm just like signing my life away. Right. But, um, you know, through that, through that process, um, I've been able to not only show her, you know, the different avenues and learn, teach her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been able to learn myself and it's, uh, you know, one of those things where you just got to put your head down and go, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, are you listening to any like newer podcasts now? Like, what are you into now? Because yeah, um, I mean, I, I've been listening to yours just uh, to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. If I'm being really honest, are they and... good? Do you like them? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I think uh, you know, if um, you know, to your point about bigger podcasts or right. bigger pockets, um, right? And um, a lot of these other right now, the social media platforms are just flooded with these like Dude, gurus, right? So many gurus, right? And so one thing that I can uh, say from being a, um, I guess out in the audience. Right. 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 Um, and maybe this advice applies to you, um, is when I first started, the first person ever that I listened to was actually Grant Cardone. Oh God, me too. Right. (laughs) Grant Cardone, right. He's big now, dude. That dude is crazy. I was just driving through, I was on Scottsdale road in Scottsdale, Arizona. Dude, this like Big old multi, probably like a 3,000 unit apartment complex. Yeah. And he's, his, uh, his, uh, there's like this big banner on the fence, right. you know, a construction fence. And it's just his face going like this, doing the 10X. <laughs> I'm like, hilarious. that dude's a G. I'm yeah, like, he, a G. I mean, dude, he just throws himself out there like props. And, you know, yeah. to that point, like so many people nowadays are bashing the guy. Mm. But what they don't realize is that is the game, right? Go and raise money, right? Take other people's money because. Grant Cardone, I mean, maybe at this stage he does, but what my point is like Grant Cardone doesn't just have 30 million in his back pocket no and way, just go yeah. slap down on Maybe a, now he does. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure but he like, can pull up a line of credit or something. Yeah, so, and even then, right, You, I wouldn't advise, like, you know, ever throwing 30 million cash at a mm-hmm. place. Like, yep. you, there's loans for a reason. You leverage those, right? Yep, yep. And so, um, you know... It, it's funny because these people are bashing the guy, but like even on a smaller sale, if you dumb it down to like you and I, right? Mm-hmm. Like this fourplex, I'm raising money for. Right, right. right. Um, you know, I know Nima on a couple of deals has raised money with, you know, whether it's coworkers, family, or friends, right? And you raise that money because that is 
one of the ways to go and acquire that property mm -hmm. is use a pool of money and then go swallow up real estate. Mm -hmm. And so Grant Cardone, it's just funny because I was watching that guy before he was, you know, multi, multi, multi trillionaire. Right? When did you, when, what year did you start watching him? Back in, geez, like in high school. Really? Yeah. Oh wow, that's a long time. Dude. Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't get connected with him until like 2018. So 2018, I went to 10x Growth Con too. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then Michelle, my fiance, she had gone to the first 10x Growth Con. Nice. Yeah, but I didn't know until Michelle uh, introduced me to him. But that was. Yeah. So speaking so. of really quickly, have you ever been to the Bigger Pockets conference? I have. Yep. I went to the one in New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. it's this weekend. They're. Oh, is it? Yeah, Where it's are in they Orlando. Having? Orlando. Okay. Yeah. That's a little too far for me. Yeah, yeah. New Orleans was dope, but the Bigger Pockets community is still amazing. I love that community. Yeah, I, I, man, I really wanted to go, but I'm doing what they're telling you to do, which is go buy real estate, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, I had to make a decision: do I come out here or do I go out there? So, um, but yeah, so Grant Cardone, um, way back when, and even maybe when you started, you can, you know, you know what I'm talking about, but. He would put these YouTube videos up and he would just have a whiteboard next to him. Mm, and yep. on, on the whiteboard, he would just run numbers. Run all numbers, day. yep, yep. And that's when I first learned about like cap rates. Um, NOI. NOI, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was just about to say. NOI. You know, all these numbers and how to run them and do the formulas and the math behind them. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you combine that with the fact that we were just talking about Excel spreadsheets, like, and me being in the audience, what I'm trying to find right now on podcasts is like, um, how how are you, you know, structuring the deal? Mm -hmm. How are you running the numbers? How are you doing all the stuff in the background that the gurus, you know, the gurus talk about this stuff that after you do all of the Excel spreadsheets mm -hmm. and the numbers yep, yep, or before yep. all of that, right? But all the different stuff in the in between, like. Um, lenders and like the different kind of loan types and um, what those rates, um, you know, might might do to the deal or, you know, I just was talking with a lender and he had a super high origination fee, right? And that's just something where, you know, maybe you know more about origination fees, but where I was in the game, I didn't know much about origination fees and how some of that stuff is negotiable and mm. what that looks like. And so... Um, for me, I'm looking again for podcasts or people talking about, um, the deep diving into the, the details, the, the nitty gritty yeah. of the deal. Yep, right? yep, yep. Um, especially when it comes to like raising money, right? Mm -hmm. Um, how are you, there's a guy, um, Nick on Instagram who I recommend, I would love to connect you with him. Um, and, uh, I actually just spoke with him. Let me get you his last name, but, um, Nick is out of Denver and, uh, Nick and I have a very similar background. Nick Cooley. Nick Cooley. Um, okay. But Nick Cooley, uh, he started in medical sales, started buying real estate while he was in medical sales. And now he's buying, I think he's bought over, I saw his Instagram story the other day, like 60 units this year alone. Hmm. Um, That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a doing like, he's doing multifamily. Is he stuff. raising funds too for that? Yeah. So, nice. so to my point is like, this guy is raising money, right? And he's taking that money and giving back a return to investors, whether that be, you know, I think he had, you know, this is all public stuff from Nick. I'm not, you know, going to speak for Nick, but right. Nick posted on his Instagram that he gave a 20 and a half percent return to his investors on a nine unit deal that they just refinanced out. So to dive deeper in that deal from a higher level, right? Like they bought the deal, 
fix it up, refinance, pull that money out of the deal and redistribute that money to the investors and then took their, you know, chunk of change. Right. Yeah. And I think that's one of like the biggest like um, arguments, not arguments, but like right now, I feel like there's so many people raising funds and they don't know that they don't really get paid until someone does refi out or right. they sell out. So, yeah, but exactly. like on the cash flow levels, I don't think there's it's hard to cash flow on those multifamilies and big, big. Numbers, right. Yeah. Right? Their their play is going in that deal, adding value, whether that's fixing it up. I know yep. on one of his deals from what I've seen, um, they're, you know, literally adding a whole nother. It's like uh, we'll just call it. 20 units and they're separated by like 10 unit buildings. Okay. They're like building a whole nother 10 unit building on the property. That's crazy. And that's how they're going to raise that value from, we'll just say, call it 2 million to 5 million. Right. And then they're going to go and refinance out of that deal. Give um, back all the money, all back to the investors. Right. Take their portion yep. and then, you know, probably take their portion and go buy another deal. Yeah. And it's a win-win for everyone. And right. I exactly. guarantee you that that investor that invested with them getting a 20, percent return is yeah gonna do it again i would right i mean 20 percent. you're not gonna get that in the stock market this year no, yeah you know next year right you gotta mm-hmm. hold on to that stock for a long time and that's you know if we could go down this rabbit hole too right stocks is like <laughs> one of those things where you know i can't go into apple buy an apple and go say hey we need to do this as a business right, right? But I could buy a piece of real estate, go in there and say, hey, you know, we should add value value to this. To increase your own value of the and asset. I'm yep. forcing that appreciation by right. the work that I'm putting in. Exactly. Yep. A stock, I can't do it. I'm hoping Apple does that. Right. But I'm, again, it's just a hope. It's not on your hands. Right. That's the tough part about assets, or not assets, stocks and, and real estates. Right. Right. That's why I love real estate too. Yeah, I, go I, I actually just stop putting money into the stock market that's how, that's how i got started with investing right well, you gotta diversify a little bit though right yeah and i i guess i should back up and say i stopped putting money in the stock market because like i'm putting all my funds into like the value adds of my real estate mm-hmm. right yep and so um whereas you know I, I, yeah i could be putting some of that money into the stock market but then that would slow down some of my deals mm-hmm. um because i'm just not at a point right now where i'm just super liquid same right? for me like all my money is always working i need that money working all yeah. the time yeah yeah, it's like that's what that's the tough part about my business is because like I'm always kind of broke. You know, I mean, I have yeah. money, but as soon as I get like a hundred thousand dollar check, I'm buying the next deal. Right. I'm buying the next deal. Right. I'm buying the next deal. And that's something where you're putting your head down and, you know, you'll reap those benefits, you know, down, down the road. The road. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be seen tomorrow, though. Right. You know? Right. And that's that's the sacrifice. It, it gets pretty stressful though. Sometimes I'm like, man, I should just pull out and put it all in the stock market and just chill. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not even gonna lie. Like uh, my last deal I did, I literally took every penny that I had and I put it towards that deal, right? Yeah. But that that doesn't mean that I'm I'm like uh, I'm not I'm not poor. Yeah. Right? I'm just I'm I'm temporarily broke to <laughs> we're all temporary broke you know always temporarily to... broke to eventually like have that upswing right. of that investment right mm-hmm. and um you know i'm feeling that one today because i did that like i'm cash flowing right mm-hmm. and so um and i know that money is not going going anywhere right right you, essentially you could look at that house as like just another savings account exactly right that's someone else is paying down too right exactly and that that money is still there Mm -hmm. i could go and get that money it's not liquid Mm -hmm. i can't go get it tomorrow yeah but if i needed that money i could go and sell that house refinance whatever the case may be 
Um, and that's what I'm saying is like in 10 years, I will reap that benefit when I do go and sell a house or do refinance. Sell it all and retire. Right. That's exactly. our goal is like, you know, stacking up rentals too. But soon, hopefully one day we'll just be able to sell all the portfolio and just chill. Yeah. Yeah. Just have to not work anymore, you know. So so I guess like some things I want to know about you are like, yeah. like, where are you at right now with like, what is it that you're like having trouble with or like struggling with? Like what are, what it's like a roadblock you're hitting in today's, not necessarily just market, but like where you're personally at in your journey. So I guess just like, um, I would say just like finding more deals. I feel like it's getting a lot harder to find deals, right? Because yeah. I mean, we're we're knocking on doors probably five, six hours a day. You know, two of my guys are knocking on doors five, six hours a day. Yeah. And uh, it's definitely getting a lot skinnier, right? Because, I mean, people like you, yeah, San Francisco, are coming <laughs> up here and buying yeah, up the yeah, deals. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what I mean? So, it's just like, I feel like that's always going to be a problem. It was a problem when I started, yeah. right? So, it's like, I feel like now I got to figure out, you know, how to... And that's why I'm kind of, like, trying to get big, bigger on social media, is because I know there's a benefit to being to having a lot of a big network, right? Yeah. Because if I look back at the gurus, right, and I'm not saying I want to be one of those gurus, but those coaches are getting deals yeah. just by being the guy. Right. Right. Like they don't have to go door knocking. They get a phone call and they're like, "Yo, like Adrian, I got this deal." Yeah. I want to be that guy. That's like the getting, who's the who's the sub two guy? Um, Pace Morby. Yeah, yeah, he's one of those. He, I, he, I, the sub two community is huge, bro. That he's like, bro, I can, I can find a deal. I can buy a house probably thirty times in a day if I really just sat down. This is how many opportunities that he has, and he has the sub two fund. Right, but right? that that that's a, one of those like again, quote unquote, guru guys. Yeah, that right. Is like making it seem so easy on social media that right. I could literally just go knock this town and find a sub two deal tomorrow. Right. But what's really happening, in my opinion. And I could be very wrong. Right. But what I think is happening is that he's just built his presence and his platform so well. Right. His brand. That, yeah. And that brand is bringing him deals. Exactly. Whether that's like people calling Pace themselves or the people that buy into the Sub2 program are bringing, they're out finding deals. They're realizing, okay, I don't know as much as Pace does, so I'm going to bring Pace in on the deal. Exactly. Right. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do now is try right. to build a community, build a, build I guess a network of people, right. you know, of just doing more deals. And we do, we all do more deals, right? Like, right. that's the key. Like, that's what I want to do because I know doing it by yourself is, is hard. You it know, is. like finding deals on your own is tough. So, I mean, yes, I mean. Well, not just finding like wholesale deals or flipping deals, but also just like deals in general as far as like, you know, for me, like finding money. Right. Money, exactly. Yeah. Um, finding people that are like maybe even just trust you enough to invest with you. Exactly. Um, everybody needs, you know, it's it's funny. I'm saying this. Everybody needs more in life. They right. Want more in life. Right? right. At some point, you gotta find, you know, what goals you want to hit them and just kind of like stop there. But you know, we're, we're at an age and a time in our lives and careers where we need to keep going, and it's finding that more right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely hear you. Yeah, but that's pretty much just my roadblock there and you know this whole social media thing is just so i feel like that's a roadblock too are you making any money on it yet no i mean i'm not planning to, to unless i do deals with people that i meet you well, that's know. why i was asking if you're videotaping these because like youtube could be one of those like i mean you really only need to start you start making money i think at like a thousand views a thousand views i don't know what it is but it's yeah. definitely like i think it's more of the watch time 
Yeah. Not the the views number. It's more of the the minutes of people actually watching it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, because that's how they make money is through yeah. ads, right? Yeah. So if you're if your people is well, you can also it, but... like an idea for you is um, who's the guy with the colored hair? Ryan Pineda. Yeah. So yep. he will just film his podcast mm-hmm. and then take little clips and Cuts put them up. on social media. You know. You know that's why I have this tripod here and I got yeah. my camera guy. Uh, we've been kind of doing that, but I'm just not confident enough to be on camera yet. Oh, uh, no, I will be, man. I will be. I think eventually. Hey, how I... about this? One thing I know about you <laughs> is you had braces when I first met you. Yeah. Or first knew about you. And then now you have this beautiful spot. <laughs> you got to rock it on the, on the I might camera. do a little colored hair too. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Who do you get your haircut from here in town? Uh, presidential, just down the street, across the street right here. Is it the where they have the pool table inside? Yep, yep, yep. That's okay. where Nemo went too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nemo, Nemo. Yeah, yeah. I've been there a couple of times. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good barber. Yeah, and he's like actually one of the only few barbers. In me town. and the barber is actually just doing a sub two deal. Uh, we're gonna go look at a sub two deal tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, because I'm trying to get him into yeah just real estate investing, but you know something like that, we'll do deals. And so is money a thing that you are in, need to continue to find, or are you both? All of yeah. it. You know what I mean. I need to find it all. Yeah. I think. I mean, there's not one thing that I need right now. I just all of it. Money, deals, leads, yeah. all the things. You know. So are you are you holding on to any of your deals that you find, or? Not right now. I just can't get them to pencil out unless it's a sub two deal. Yeah. So when you're saying you can't get them to pencil out, is that from the interest rate perspective, right? Interest now? rate perspective. And on top of that right now, dude, I'm having a tough time time uh, uh, getting financing just traditionally. So I'd have to get either partners Man, involved. It's or, so hard. Dude, they're, it's hard right now. They're, um, that's why I was excited that, um, that you know, the whole, the duplex to the fourplex, the small multifamily, mm-hmm. they changed the rules and regulations. Now, I haven't gone down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out what that exactly looks like. And that's something I'm going to be starting probably next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, nonetheless, you can, instead of putting 20% down, you can put 5% down. Now, I'm sure because you can only put 5% down on a fourplex, they're going to make it harder in some other way. Right, right, right. Yeah, whether right. that's income, credit score, or whatever the case may something. be. Something, because yeah. I know banks are getting really strict right now with yeah. with lending right yeah. like the 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 qualifications is different especially well, also, for especially for people like me and you the investors and the builders yeah. and the the rental portfolio guys like like dude if you're not if you don't have a a, a one and a quarter ratio of cash flow from debt to ratio it's it's hard to get approved like right. you're all your shit has to cash flow if not they won't approve you yeah so, or the deal if you're looking at this fourplex deal and they're like, okay, you got 5% down. Is it cash flowing or not? And if it's not at right. 1.25, right. they're going to deny it, bro. Well, and so to your point there, I went from trying to get seller financing on this deal mm-hmm. to realigning my thoughts and trying to get a owner-occupied loan, right? Okay, okay. So when I went to go get the owner-occupied loan, they wanted to understand the, the rent ratio. Right? right. And at the time, the place was being rented for... Each unit was a little bit different, but average $800 okay. a unit. Okay. Um, and that didn't hit the ratio, right? Mm-hmm. But if I did the remodels and I went and I had plans on renting through the remodels that I was going to be doing and the rents that I thought I could be getting, which I thought I could get 1200 a unit for. Right, which is probably doable. Yeah, 1200 right. seems right. Even then it didn't hit the, the and, ratio. And on top of that, you're doing one of the units owner-auc. 
Right. And you could only, what, they can only approve 75% of all rental income? Yeah, so... And it, that has to be more than 1.25? Right. Bro, that's crazy. Right. So, <laughs> I, I just don't know where you're going to find that. Right, right, right. You know, um... And that's why, like, the sub two thing, that's why Pace is blowing up right now. Because it's like, I mean, yeah. it is a good tool to have under your belt right now. It is. So the last deal that I did was just a single family right off of uh, Ontario. Um, oh, Ontario Avenue. I did yeah. a couple flips there before. Yeah. So um, that one, I took a little bit different of a strategy. That one was rent ready. Okay. Um, I didn't have to, you know, it's a place where when I decide I want to go sell it, I can do remodels to increase the value, but it's movable, move-in, rent-ready right now. Right. Um, but the last owner was a military guy and had super good terms on the deal. Mm -hmm. And I had tried to go and do a, um, you said the term earlier. Sub two, creative, rap? No, um, where, um, Assumable loan. Assumable loan. Yeah. Where With he the had VA. like two percent or something. Right. Right. Because I got on that deal, I had um, a rate buy down, and then I had a two to one buy down. Okay. So right now my interest rate on that's like four percent. Okay. But at its peak in like three years, it'll be like six point two or something like that. Right. <clears throat> so anyway, I tried to get the two and a half percent that this guy had on the deal, um, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't let me. The bank wouldn't let me grab that at two and a half percent. Crazy, bro. Yeah. So there's uh, lots of avenues, but you gotta know, you gotta have your shit together on the back end to get these tools, right? Right. You can't just say, oh, the tool's available. I'm gonna go grab it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I'm talking about with like these podcasts and this audience, uh, the audience that I'm in mm -hmm. and the people I'm trying to find are like talking about the nitty gritty of that deal. Mm -hmm. You know, not so much like. Oh, you know, go and go and house hack and then, you know, refinance out of that, you know. I just feel like it's just because, like, all the 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 good old days is kind of done. Like, yeah. right now, it's like, like, I'm seeing it, bro. Like, there's not very many, like, even for my wholesale buyers, there's not yeah. very many people buying. Yeah. Right? Well, um, and I think, like, uh, what's happening, too, on social media is everybody's just talking about how worried they are with this market. Well, that's what I'm saying. And so, so like, that's taking these people, like that started off like you and I, they're not even going to be willing to jump into the pool and get started because they're just hearing risk, risk, risk everywhere. Which is the truth. And that's why you're probably going down to the needy, greedy details. Yeah. Because you know how important it is. I think now it's the, 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 the market today is not the same when we started, when yeah. I started. Bro, I was buying a house. That shit would go up. If I did spend 20 grand, 30 grand more on my rehab, yeah, I'd be fine because it appreciated 50 grand. Right. Right. So like, but like now you actually got to know your shit. Yeah. Like you got to know the spreadsheets. You got to know how much you're putting in. You got to know how much yeah. everything is. Yeah. All the needy greedy stuff. You got to know. Because yeah. like I said, all those old, good old days in real estate investing is not here anymore. Like well, now you got to actually of, know your shit. A lot yeah. of those guys on social media did build themselves up from the last two or three years where everybody like was me. winning. <laughs> like Everybody's winning. Like yeah, me, but you, yeah, but you were you were not only in before that time, but you also like you could tell you're a grinder. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm in the I'm in the trenches every day. Yeah. So uh, it's whereas these other guys, I think uh, they're just taking the fact that they you know got lucky 
if you mm -hmm. will, you know, off the last two or three years. Yeah, they bought a house and yeah. then it went up $200,000 in value. Right. Now, what I will say, though, is I don't think you stop, right? Right. I think, like, you just have to realign your strategies. Mm -hmm. And um, that's going to be with any market. And get back to the basics, right? Yeah. And, you know, like I said, the biggest thing right now is, like, you just don't know what's going to happen. So you got to run your numbers three times. Right. Run and maybe add on, be like super conservative, right? Like add on the fact that like, let's just add another 10% on this number right. just for our room for error, you know? Or like yesterday I was doing numbers on a flip. Like I had one realtor said that the after repair value, after it was fixed up was like 245. Yeah. Right. He was like, yeah, you could sell it 245 fixed up. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to put my number, which is 225. Yeah. I'm doing lower numbers. Like yeah. back then, he'd be like, he would tell me 245. I'd be like, okay, yeah. I'll sell it for 275 actually. But now it's backwards. Right. Now it's like, okay, I'm gonna sell it for because we're going into the winter months and the interest rates are still gonna keep going up. Right. I don't think it's gonna go down until June, July. In my no, perspective. And I'm not even banking on it going down to be honest. And that's what my uh, a couple of my buddies and I talk about, right? Like, right. Which is why I think you got to keep going because right. this is all temporary, first of all. For sure. Right. But also, second of all, like, okay, interest rate. Let's say I buy a house today, and mm -hmm. we're talking, you know, rough numbers. These aren't the exact numbers, but I buy an interest a house today at eight percent interest rate, mm -hmm. right? Let's say that goes to ten percent. Well, then I look like a genius because right. I got 8% while these other guys are getting 10%. Right. right. Well, in return, right, if it's I get it at 8% and it falls down to 6%, then I'm just refinancing and I'm pulling that money out and I'm getting a better term. Exactly. Right? So I think there's still great opportunity out here, but with a lot of the people being scared and, you know, worrying about the risk, it takes away the buyer pool, takes away the seller pool. It takes away the people that want to invest with like passively with their own money, you know. Um, it takes away the money from us, mm -hmm. you know. And so everything's just smaller right now. Um, but again, I don't think you stop. Dude, you don't stop. Yeah. And, you know, last week I was getting discouraged because yeah. we were out door knocking all week, right? Yeah. We didn't get shit. But it was like, fuck, dude, we just kept going. And then this week, yesterday, we locked up a deal for 90K and we locked up a deal for 120K. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's with anything in life, though. Well, you so know. That's, that's kind of why I asked, like, if you, like, with times like these, you're not wishing that maybe you had some rentals that were cash flowing on the side to keep you going, keep you fueled? Yes and no. I yeah. think to me, the what's more important to me is staying liquid. Yeah. Right? I could make three, 400 bucks. Uh, yeah. a month cash flow but for me right now is building capital right because i know like i'm picking up these deals i know there's not very many people with capital right right and i know the opportunities for people with capital is going to be you know it's going to climb to the top yeah. you know and, and i'm going to see them probably in the winter time uh i would say december january february march i'm going to see a lot more deals because um i mean they're just going to be out there. This is yeah. going to be out there now, you know, right. because people are going to need money. Yeah. Inflation's through the roof. You know, the last thing I want to do is is not stay liquid. Right. I want to stay liquid. So, yes, if if you're telling me if if like those two deals that I got, 120K, 90K, right? Two deals that I got yesterday. Um, 
If you were to ask me, would you keep them as a rental or would you just wholesale it? I'd probably just wholesale or flip it. Yeah. Get my money out. And then so in those winter months, I'll be able to be stress-free. Right. Right. And have the capital to buy more deals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Speaking of the winter months, on my last deal, I have the tenant signed. I think I was a 14 or 16 month lease. Yeah. Because it pushes me out past the Dude, winter. that's a big thing, bro. The last thing yeah. you want to do in the negative 20 degree weather is... Yeah. You know, as shiny as the coldest I've ever seen anywhere is negative 37 at one point. Dude, it's legit. Like, yeah. yo, the winter months here, like when I talk about winter months in Cheyenne, there's a winter. Yeah. You know what I mean? From yeah. the weather to the people not moving right. to the real estate market slowing down. Like yeah. there's people not wanting to look at houses or buy houses yeah. just because it's cold as hell outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's cold as hell, bro. Like Exactly. So you got to prepare for those times. Right. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm doing right now is like. So when you're buying your deals right now, are you able to fund them yourself? Or are you still going out and getting like hard money or private money? I'm still getting hard money. Yeah. Yep. I could, I could, you yeah. know, fund it myself, but why would I? Like yeah, I yeah. said, it's, it all goes back to staying liquid. Right. Because for me right now, like I said, that's more important to me is like. Well, it's also liquid. to your point too. Like, um, again, I just had a buddy buy a place in San Francisco and he put 20% down. Mm-hmm. Right. And my advice, and I'm sure a lot of other people's advice would be like. And he's moving into the place, right? So right. he could have done an owner-occupied 5% down. Yeah, his rates would have been higher and his monthly payment would have been higher, right? But you just put oh, you're hundreds liquid. of thousands of dollars locked up into this deal, mm-hmm. leaving you less liquid. Mm-hmm. And not only like the less liquid thing, but also the fact that that money could have been applied elsewhere to be getting you, generating you more money. Right, right, right. Right? And so, um, yeah, I do think um, in times like these, like, having cash available to capitalize on this time mm-hmm. is going to be because you agree we're in a lower market right oh like yeah like if you were looking at a graph like we're lower right oh for sure not only just from like um just real estate market as a whole but also just like the rental market too like you know i still keep my ads running just for just in case kind of thing right and right my ads are getting less hits yeah mine too i yeah. spend a thousand bucks every week on ads yeah on Facebook ads and Google ads. Yeah. And probably, I don't think I got one lead off of that this week. (laughs) You know, so it's like, it's tough, bro. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like going back to like what I was trying to get at is, you know, we are in a lower market. So when do you buy, bro? Like in a lower market. Yeah. I mean, obviously I don't have a crystal ball. Right. You know, this could, you know what I mean? Keep going, keep Keep, the stop, who knows? I look at data and, you know, I don't really trust of trust anyone's opinion with the real estate market. I just look at the data. Like yeah. how many houses is sound? How many how many price reductions is there? You know, what's the inventory from today to last year or what's you know, all the all the data that you should be looking at instead of looking at or listening to people's opinions. Right. And I do believe, yeah, I mean, dude, everything's so expensive, bro. Even for me, like fuck, dude, I I'll tell you I'm trying to stay liquid. Yeah. But I'm like, bro, like I'm broke as hell. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like what are all people getting all this money? Like someone just bought a seven hundred thousand dollar house yesterday. I'm like, bro, what? Yeah. You know what it takes to qualify for a seven hundred thousand dollar house now? Literally, yeah. I was doing the numbers yesterday. Unless yeah. you're buying it all cash. I mean, even then they right. have some things. But like, yeah, if you're so if you were get this, if you were buying a seven hundred thousand dollar house at a let's just say a twenty eight percent debt to income ratio. Yep. Twenty eight percent. You would need to make eighteen thousand and some change. 
I'm like, what? I was making 18 grand a month. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and that's where, like, I think, you know, I was and this is you, happening everywhere, bro. Yeah, I was telling you about this, you know, before we hopped on this, uh, the mics, uh, the the lender with the whole California ordeal, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I, I get where Cheyenne is trying to keep Cheyenne, Cheyenne, you know, mm, but yeah. um, at the same time, like, I wouldn't be surprised if that person that bought that $700,000 house was one of those people that's relocating to a cheaper area. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Cheyenne's great for that. Um, There's a lot of turnarounds in Cheyenne, I think. Yeah. I yeah. see a lot of, like, my flips, like, in, you know, like, getting resold, like, three, four years later. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that with some of the... A lot of military guys that buy my flips and stuff. Right. I mean, those... You know, when I moved here, I kind of realized, like, man, I should have just joined, the, like, the Army Reserves or something like that <laughs> so I can get these, like, low rates. I Honestly, mean, bro. The, the, the uh, you know, the tools that the military gives these people for yeah. real estate is just incredible. Oh, for sure. You know? um, and it's crazy, like, how far you can take that because you can see one military guy that's, like, super not financially stable and there's no. just one super financially stable guy yeah just from the same benefits so it's yeah. just crazy but you i know a guy that just does va loans every you know every year he'll buy a fourplex va loan <laughs> buy another fourplex va loan so smart another fourplex va loan so smart so yeah yeah it's so smart um yeah there's not there's not many people capitalizing on that i don't know what it is dude i would be va loans yeah. all day zero percent I know. I think Dima, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to speak for him, but I'm pretty sure he's like partnering with the guy that could get the VA loans. You know, <laughs> that's it's like, gangster, dude. Yeah. Why not? You yeah. Know? That's funny. But yeah, I think like people are, you know, uh, you just just because rates are high doesn't mean you can't play in the game. You know. Like I said, man, it's just it's opportunities everywhere. You just yeah. gotta go out and 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 find it for yourself. You know. Yeah, and you got to be able to receive it too once you see it, because a lot of people get op- get opportunities in front of their faces, and then they don't, you know, they don't have the courage to to take it on. Analysis by analysis. Exactly know? what it is. Yeah. Like, dude, literally, you know how many guys that I try to wholesale to, and I'm like, here's the deal, here's how much you make, here's what you should do, here's your budget, whatever. I try to like, you know what I mean? I try yeah. to like babysit them into like a deal. Yeah. Telling them it's a good deal. Yeah takes a long time and i have that one guy that like james bowers yeah dude, i'll call him right now if i can call james right now and i'll be like james i got this deal he'll be like i i'll buy it here's yeah. close tomorrow bam right those are the guys that win right you know the people and that's what i'm saying you, you got to keep your head down and keep going you know right. because like we will come out on top or um you know we will see this through yeah you know and you got to um, be quick though like what i'm saying like you yeah. don't have that analysis paralysis to where, like, when you do get an opportunity, you know, shown in front of you, yeah. don't, you know what I mean? Don't so take do you, have, do you have friends that are, like, I'm sure, I'm sure, well, I've heard you on, you know, your podcast say it, but, um, you know, you have friends that, like, will reach out and be like, oh, how do I do this, Adrian? Or, like, yeah. Adrian, help me out, you know? Yep. But then when it comes time to it, there's just no action behind there's it. There's no action behind it. And, like, it. Nima was always telling me this. He's like, I have people reach out to me all the time, like, wanting me to mentor them, right? Mm. But then when it comes down to it, they just, like, they disappear, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I like to pat myself on the back and pride myself on the fact that, like, I was one of those guys for Nima that, like, kind of, you know, took the action, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I, I just think that's the most important. With anything in life, just showing up. 
you know mm. you just got to show up you got to put your head down and you got to go and i think uh you'll you'll wake up in a better position if you do so but yeah do you have any friends that are i'm sure reaching out yeah all the time yeah <laughs> but it's like there's not really much you can do you know no, there's not just just yeah you can lead the horse to water but you can't make a drink you, you cannot so make simple. them drink yeah. yeah yeah but yeah anyways i don't know crazy yeah are you so are you partnering with um people on deals are you uh so i did a lot of partnerships uh this year um right now i'm not saying i probably will again but right now i'm not i'm only just doing... when you were partnering was it from a um because you needed to or were you helping them out it was or more was of helping, helping them you out? out it was more of helping them out for sure you helping them out or mm. are they helping you out me helping them yeah, out. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Because that's cool, man. I like to see people win. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I like to see, uh, you know, people happy and, you know, all that fun stuff. Well, so if you create that pool of people where you help them win, right? Right. It's, I wouldn't do it because you expect something in return. Right, But right. I can almost guarantee you that it will come full It circle. comes back around. Yeah. yeah. Like those people that I partnered up with this year and or last year and the year before, I mean, they're like good friends now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like. So I feel I feel like I would be willing to do that again, but I was just so focused on you know because I the deals are you know like I said getting thinner and thinner. Yeah. You know it's harder and harder to find. So uh, right now it's like the less people, the less slices of the pie that I have to give out, better right now in this market. For sure. And honestly, a lot of it comes to do with I don't like losing, especially when it's not my money. So then, for me, I'm not as confident as I was when the market was booming to now. So I wouldn't be comfortable being like, yo, Taylor, like give me 20 grand, I'll give you yeah. a return. Yeah. Because I don't know. You know, I don't have a crystal ball. I can lose that shit, bro. Like, yeah. I just lost, I literally just lost a, a, uh, some money on a flip right now. Like, yeah. And I have never lost money until this year. Yeah. So it's like, right now I'm kind of just like taking it back to the basics. If I do ha- have someone hop on, I want to make sure they win. So it's funny when you talk about losses because <clears throat> at some point you were going to come across that, right? Like, Bro, it was bound to happen. But literally, yeah. I've done hundreds of deals. So it's like, yeah, for me to have a couple losses, one, two, yeah. that's really not that bad. Well, so there's a guy, um, he was on like the whole, uh, again, quote unquote guru, but he was on um, that TV show where they do all the like flips on like... Flip or flop? Yeah. Was it Tarek? Who? Tarek. Yeah. Yep, yep. So Tarek, Tarek came, um, came on Bigger Pockets one time. Yep, yep. And he was talking about how he actually, in his business plan, when we're talking about the numbers on the back end, like Excel spreadsheet, all this stuff, right? Right. When he's looking at his business holistically and um, he's getting down to the numbers, he actually builds into his numbers losses. <laughs> so crazy. he expects that he has a certain percentage of the deals that he does as losses. Mm. Because if he's not having losses, he's not doing enough deals. Mm. Is his whole strategy, right? Right. So for example. I believe that into an extent. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. But like he's also doing this on like a scale that is just, you know, somewhere where maybe you hope to be, but. Um, Crazy yeah. numbers, bro. So, and he, uh, he's probably on a scale where he doesn't have oversight of the day-to-day of his business. He's really just managing his business from, a, um, you know, what's coming in, what's going out, but mm-hmm. he doesn't know who's out there getting the deal. You know, it's, it's just such a big, he's running a big corporation is what mm-hmm. it feels like. I, I could be very wrong. 
Right. But my point is, is like for every 10 deals he does, he expects maybe one of them to be bad. But the nine of them that he does that are good completely make up and wash out that one. Right. Yeah. Um, so it might, the point back to your what's happening with you is like, you know, even Tom Brady, dude. Like, Everybody loses at some yeah, point. Somebody, right? You're, you're going to lose. But like it's that loss that I'm sure you learn from. You know? Yep. So that's why I'm kind of, like you said, going back to the needy greedy details. Yeah. Right? Because it's like, I can't afford to take any more losses. So it's well, like, it's, it's going to make you better in your business, too. Right. 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 Just running those numbers three times more. Yeah. Being safer, buying deeper deals to yeah. where the the appreciation and, and the, the financial benefits just... It's just so so if you don't if you don't mind sharing, like what was the one thing you learned on that loss, or like what maybe had gone wrong that you could have caught, or when you're doing I a think, deal going um, forward? Just being overly optimistic, just thinking that the market was going to keep booming like the way it was, and it didn't. You know, and I think that's a a big issue for a lot of businesses. People try to think you know, everything is going to be positive and the market is going to keep booming. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the music will stop, you know, and then yeah. you got to be, and that's kind of what happened to me. Like, you know, I had two big, you know, flips that was going on with over a hundred thousand dollar in renovation Yeah. that I thought was going to sell for a lot more. And that's the market that's getting the most hit right now is, right. is not your affordable housing, not your fuck you money market right it's the money the, the in the middle market your five six hundred thousand dollar markets yeah and those are the ones those two houses were in yeah. right so it's like like i think i was just looking too far into like i said being overly optimistic and and thinking that the market was going to keep booming so now it's now it's more i'm more of a, on the defense of you know actually being realistic like i'm looking at data and you know all the things because I never had really experienced like yeah. that downturn before because yeah. we went in, like I said, I went in in 17, like it's only been growing ever since 2010. Well, it's funny. I had a, I was renting a room out of a buddy's house mm. back in, um, you know, 2000, I think 15, 16, somewhere in there. And, uh, that buddy bought the house in like 2012 or whatever. And in 2015, 16, he was like, don't buy, don't buy. It's like super high right now. Mm. It's like market is just crazy. It's just booming. Or even You're like going to be buying this house at like the peak of its peak, you know? Right. Fast forward to 2022 and it's like that house like doubled. Right. right? So right. if I would have just put my head down and bought then, mm. right? But yeah, I mean the market, it was bound to take a hit. Um, and you just really up. never know. Yeah. So when it comes down to like doing deals and running numbers now i would i like to be more on the safe side yeah then you know like i said expecting a bigger return um more on the safe side yeah and i think you should always play on the safe side right right, like, right. Uh, that's one thing i've had to learn um you know uh even even in my w2 job right mm -hmm. um i'm playing on the safe side of like am i going to hit quota or not you know mm -hmm. i have to like accept reality that that might just not be the case, you right, know? And so right. what does that look like for me and my personal finances, you know? Mm -hmm. Whereas like I went gung ho into the job thinking like, oh, I'm going to blow quota out by like 200%, right? And while there's maybe some paths to do so, it's just, my point is, is like, you know, you, uh, 
you learn to play conservatively after the fact of like getting hit, right? Yeah. And so, but I think that that's a good thing, right? Right. No, it's great. I mean, if I if you look back in in any sport, or let's just go back to boxing, like you don't really you don't really start learning defense until you get knocked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I have a buddy back in San Francisco that's yeah. super into boxing. Shout out Will Howard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's funny because I'm like man, I kind of want to just get in that ring one time. Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm telling you, just wait until you get popped. <laughs> dude, once you get popped, you're like, yeah. okay, like now I got to start learning the skills of defense. Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. Like you're at, like you, you're probably into kind of the defense too, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, look, we're sitting here talking about all the, all the good stuff. Uh, we're just now getting into like the, the bad stuff at all but like i am scared and nervous for this fourplex Fuck yeah <laughs> but, that, but again that doesn't mean that like i'm gonna stop oh for i sure. just have to analyze and run my numbers differently i have to um you know the nitty-gritty back to the base i have to like really run just, your numbers yeah. right what's that when uh what's that one saying when opinions and people meet or something like that yeah i know math, exactly what you're talking. Just always can... wins yeah Math always wins. So yeah. run your numbers three times. Yeah. Four times. Five times. However long it takes. And you. run them like conservatively, right? Right. Like, conservatively. Like, like don't be over. Minus ten percent. Like yeah, I think I can get twelve hundred for this rent per unit, right? Just expect a thousand. But like I expect like eleven hundred. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. Because then you probably want to put that eleven, so you do have that longer term. Yeah. Tenant that will won't move out, and you yeah. your turnover rate won't be as high. You know. Yeah. And that's what we try to do, like, even for any of our businesses, like, even my fiance's business, she has a salon, right? She yeah, has, how, how is that in this economy right now? Great, amazing. People yeah. always want to be beautiful. That's yeah, one yeah. thing. Especially though. in Cheyenne, I've noticed. But even for her stuff, like, she, like, rents out, you know, her boots. Like, she has, I don't know how many rentals, probably 13, 14 boots yeah. at 400 bucks a month, which is super cheap. Yeah. Right? Yes, she could probably you know come up to market rent value and charge you yeah. know 800 bucks per month but do you want turnover rates do you want an empty chair because i mean as soon as you get one empty booth bro that's eating up all your expenses yeah. that's eating up you know i mean that yeah not not eating up your expenses but you get what i'm saying that's like that's another expense that you have to pay for yeah right so it's like you do have to be conservative. You do have to play this game as a long-term play. You got to be safe. You got to yeah. be more on the defense side versus offense side now. Yeah. Well, so my last year I did, I, you know, renting by the room, right? And it's a five-bed place. And mm-hmm. I had one of the tenants about like three or four months into the lease call me and say, hey, there's a family emergency. I got to move back to, I don't know, where he's from, Kansas City or something. Mm-hmm. The unexpected happened, right? Right. And Always so happens. There's <laughs> like 700 out the door for me that I was getting a month on that guy. But... Luckily, I'm still cash flowing on the deal because that 700 was just like to me for me when I ran the numbers was like icing on the cake. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I'm still winning in that deal. Right. But again, it's the unexpected. I'm I could be making an extra 700 a month, which 700 a month like is is a good chunk of change for anybody, really. Right. 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 Um, you know, hell, that's a, a randomly random thought, but like you know. I wonder what car payments are on the the Lamborghini that you have. You know what I mean? You don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, seven hundred like it eats away at that a little bit. For right? sure, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, seven hundred does a lot. But uh, you know, at the same time, I'm not. 
that's why I do the long term play, the long, the long game. And that's hold. what it should be. Like I think businesses do. Yeah. You see them all the time. Like how many businesses I've seen since I've been flipping houses that came up, boomed, yeah. they're gone. Yeah. Dude, like plumbers and electricians and, and yeah. contractors and you know boomed and they're gone now. You know, yeah. there's there's one guy here that I started seeing everywhere, bro. His signs was everywhere. Like for what? Just construction. It was construction? a construction business. Yeah. And he had like, at one point, I think he had like excavators and like 15 brand new trucks. And that guy's gone now. He's like bankrupt. He's like, wow. dude, he like over played offense too much and yeah. not enough defense. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what's a lot. They, they, they're just so focused on on expansion and growth that they don't look back and, you know, play defense. And well, and to the point of like, keep going, right? Like you, you can't play defense unless you're playing offense. Right, 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 right. right so like. Right. Um, but you also gotta know when to strike. Right. A totally. lot of like, like I said, I like boxing because I I box yeah, too. So yeah, it's yeah. like, a lot of times when you're like Mayweather, right? Yeah. Same thing. Like he's a, he's just defending the whole time, and then strikes. Right. right. Same thing with business. Defend, defend, defend. Strike opportunity. Strike. Grab so, that shit. As soon as you see an opening, pop. Yeah. Get it. You know what I mean? So right. It's like, so I have a I have a buddy. Um, out in San Francisco who stopped, he was um, grabbing friends and family money and buying multifamily deals. I believe the last one he bought was in like Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, He bought one in, I think it was Kansas City or Indiana or somewhere. Um, But anyway, he stopped buying real estate and what he's actually buying now is he's buying up these like, uh, I think the last company he bought was a like a tax company, like a CPA, like a tax firm. Okay. And, um, you know, just an interesting strategy. He's just getting himself out of real estate, kind of holding what he has, putting himself back on the sideline of real estate, letting this wave ride out. But he's not stopping. He's right. just putting his money into other things. And so for this, he's putting it into, like, I think uh, he owns, like, a, a commercial cleaning business, mm. a tax firm, um, things that are kind of passive for him. He doesn't really need to know the business that well. He doesn't need to know tax laws. He'll hire somebody that manages that firm and knows those, right? But that business is cash flowing for him because for whatever reason, this is where I don't know, the tax firms are booming right now. Mm, um, booming, booming. So Because people are trying to play defense now. Yeah. They're so like, he's that's, that's a move where like, yeah, he played defense by getting out of the, like holding on to his real estate, not pumping more money into real estate. But playing offense by continuing to put his money in other things, mm-hmm. you know, and so I think you should should have your money in play. Um, and, sure. and a play can be being liquid, but you're being liquid and you're to waiting. buy more. Yeah, you know? yeah. To buy better opportunities, right? Because I know they're coming. Right. Oh, they're definitely coming. I'm, right. dude. I'm seeing houses. Like I said, that one with the barber, my yeah. barber. Yeah. Dude, this house sold for six seventy five. I think we're paying like six twenty. Literally, it just sold like six months ago. Yeah. Military, six seventy five. It sold for. We're buying for like six twenty five. Yeah. At a four percent interest rate, zero money. Wild. Crazy, bro. Yeah. That's wild. Three three thousand dollar payment. Yeah. Crazy, bro. Yeah. You know I mean, there's gonna be opportunities like that everywhere, right? Yeah. But you got to be open for it. You got to be ready for it when it comes your way. Totally, totally. And that's the last thing I want to be in right now is you know, seeing an opportunity in January, February and not being able to take action because I don't have the capabilities to. Right. No, that's definitely, I think, smart is um, 
just keep keeping yourself like eye eye on the prize, you know, like you got to continue to look because as soon as you stop your, those deals will go to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's, there's, yeah. Spe- speaking of, you have like four, you said competitors in town that do a wholesale deals. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Are, do you talk with them or you oh, just all the time yeah. yeah are they still struggling too we call each other all the time yeah like what are you doing man what deals are you doing yeah um uh, a lot of them are like yeah i mean the ones that are just continuing marketing they're still doing fine yeah so is uh casey one of those four actually i've done i think one deal with him yeah um he was the end buyer for that laramie deal i did i talked about with the utah guys okay he was the end buyer for that deal and i think uh we had I don't know what it was. I think we had sold it to KC for like 170 and we picked it up for like 120 Okay. Something crazy like that. But he ended up being the end buyer for me for that deal. But no, I other than that deal, I've never done a deal with KC, but I know he's still very active on the real estate marketing stuff. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, because he's out of state as well. So when I, yeah, come I think in, he's like Texas or something. Yeah, Houston. Um, but when I, uh, when I come into town, I kind of let him know and I kind of help him out with a few things here and there, whether that be like showing houses. Here? Yeah. Oh, nice. Cool. Um, so I've seen a few of his deals. Yeah. Um, Does he have a lot in Shannon? I can't speak on that just simply because like I don't know the nitty gritty of his business. I just know he does between here, Laramie, and then I think he's trying to get over into... Um, um, Casper. Yeah, uh, that, but also I think like Montana a little bit, if I'm Montana. not mistaken. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see him in Montana. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's at Bigger Pockets I saw on social media right now. Um, oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> um, you do learn a lot on those, bro, because like there was this one, um, one, not class, but one session, and they talked about underwriting and raising capital and raising right. funds. That was... And that's what I'm talking about, underwriting, yeah, right? Cool, like, yeah. I want to hear, cool. as an audience, I want to hear, like... How they do it. How are you writing and putting these deals together, right? Because, like, this guy, Nick, that I was mentioning, he's raising a bunch of money, right? Mm. Well, how are you writing in these deals, like, okay, I get 200000 from this person, 200000 from this person, but then I get, like, 100000 from that person, I get, like, 50000 from that person. Throw all this money together into this deal. How am I formulating... Um, just the amount of the investment they put in i would think right yeah i'm sure it's pretty simple but it's just the lack of like i i haven't seen it done yet i Mm. haven't i haven't visually uh you know seen it i haven't tried to put it together on paper myself but i just need somebody to kind of and maybe this is selfish and personal towards me but i'm sure there's somebody else out there that wants to hear how are you guys pulling this money together distributing those returns writing those terms for that um, person, you know, if I go and borrow your money, how am I formulating that contract? What do those terms look like? You know, the terms of the deal, um, because terms are all negotiable, right? Right. right. You can do terms in so many different ways, right? Right. Even with banks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people ask me to like, how did you get 4% in a market where like rates are at 7%, mm-hmm. you know? You can buy down rates. Mm-hmm. You can negotiate rates. I'm sure your bank that you work with gives you phenomenal rates because of the amount of deals you're bringing in. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. wish. Come on, bank. Nope. They're in the. They're not giving. They're not cutting you at least nope. like a 025 percent. They don't need to. Rate. It's either that or nothing. You don't get nothing. Really? Banks are strict right now, man. Because I know. Um, I'm not going to name names on this because that's their personal information. But I know. 
other investors that because of the volume of deals they're doing, the bank is giving them, we're not talking a full 2%, right? Right. We're talking like maybe 0.5 half. at best, yeah, maybe right? Half, yeah. But nonetheless, that's still better than yeah, current rates. Yeah, it's better, yeah. I guess I don't really use traditional banks, so that's true. only if I just either refi or... That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of my stuff is still private private money and, yeah. and, and my own money, so... How are you finding your end buyers? Uh, through just throwing it on the market? Honestly, or... bro, like right now, it's just my network. Yeah. You know, I only have like five... Are the people. end buyers investors? Oh, yeah. Oh, Most yeah. of the time? Most of them are buy and holds. Yeah. Yep. And those buy and hold guys, are those here in town? Or here they... in town, yep. yeah. Yep. No one really out of town. Yeah. Um, yeah, mostly people are local. Yeah. How do you, do you meet them just through like your personal brand or? Just, just doing deals. Yeah. yeah. I just, I mean, I think doing deals in a small town, you, yeah. you, you start figuring out who's actually doing deals. Yeah. And who's do who is the players and who's not the players. Right. Right. So these guys I've kind of cherry picked of the best players in town and the yeah. ones that can, uh, uh, make actions pretty quick. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like if you just get in the game, you'll start to learn that. Yeah, for sure. But like you, you learn that know. better and faster by being in the game. Like, you can tell really quick in real estate about who's actually doing the deals. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You know. like it's just cause Well, it that's why I went after, like, Nima. I went after um, James. James. Yeah, you went after I mean, me. Because, I mean, and honestly, we are doing deals. Like, yeah. those three guys, us three, I mean, we're doing deals. Casey, he's doing deals. Yeah. So we're all doing deals. Yeah. And those are the guys I want to be around because... Uh, you know, I think the other guys either, you know, I, I know Nemo was talking about some people that um, he was helping out and, you know, they got scared. You know, they did like one deal and they were done. done. You know? And that's that's fine. That's fair. Not everybody needs to do real estate. Real estate isn't a guarantee for anything. Nope. But I think one thing that's a guarantee is showing up and continue to put your head down and going. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you'll always win if you do that. But uh, are you doing anything in Scottsdale or Phoenix? Or? So we have an Airbnb over there. Yeah. Um, just Phoenix. We did have one in Scottsdale, but HOA kind of hammered us down. How's the Airbnb market right now? Saturated. Yeah. Very. Especially in Scottsdale. There's so many people that, you know, your San Fran guys yeah. and your Denver guys. that. So many people in Denver, man. Pretty much everybody I know that's involved in real estate in Denver is somehow invested in Phoenix. 90% of them are Airbnbs, though. Yep, yep. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's saturated. The Airbnb market down there is saturated. Now, ours is a little bit different because ours is not a, a luxury real estate, right? Yeah. Ours is your affordable yeah. $90 a day, um, $500,000 home. Yeah. But it's 90% occupied. It's yeah. page one on Airbnb.com, yeah. right? That's a big deal, right? Um but um yeah it's still saturated do you guys own the house or are you guys doing the airbnb arbitrage oh no no we own the house yeah. we 1031 to a single family here into that one yeah yeah um but anyways it was good man uh it's good so far right now but i definitely want to upgrade but it's like stuff like that i don't really want to make big moves like that right now because yeah i'm sure after this i'll i'll share you a bunch of contacts i'd love to introduce you to some people too down in denver because i know you spend a lot of time down there no, i'm going um, there tonight yeah. Um, I'll be on Garden Grace tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going down to, to Denver. We might have to race down there, man. You might beat me with that Lambo. but <laughs> I'm not going to take the Lambo. <laughs> I'll probably just take the Porsche. But, uh, yeah, we're, I'm going down there tonight. Hang out what, do you, what do you do over there? 
Well, so I originally moved out to Denver because I was living in Northern California my whole life. Um, but one of my best friends uh, was living out there. And I am an outdoors. I, I get a ski pass every year. Mm. Um, love hiking and backpacking and stuff nice. like that. No, no better place to do that than Colorado. Right, for sure. Um, but one of my best friends was living out there. And, um, you know, I wanted to I wanted to move out of uh, Northern California and uh, try something different. And mo- move to a place where I knew at least, you know, a couple people. Um, so that's, that's how I got involved in Denver. And then while I was there, Denver, like you had mentioned in the beginning of this, like, just filled with bigger pockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think like people, some people ask me like, what's the Denver like uh, job market like? Like, cause San Francisco is tech, right? Mm-hmm. New York, you have like your finance guys. Denver's right? real Denver is, I just am, I keep asking myself, is this true? But it's just, it's just simply real estate. Mm-hmm. Like so many real estate people. There's in a lot of real estate people. And um, a lot of them are turning that Airbnb and I'm kind of like scared for them. I just, uh, a lot of these guys that I'll share contacts with you are like, I don't personally know most of them, but they're buying up these houses from what I can see on social media. They're buying up these houses and they're turning them into luxury real uh, Airbnbs. So like very like niche, fancy, like trendy. That's tough. Right. Yeah. But what happens in my opinion is like this Airbnb, like, okay, let's just take this room that we're in, for example. If I put in like odd and paint colors, like high-end furniture, I put like a gumball machine and a pinball machine, and Crazy. you know, I have like all this funky like drapery and fancy. They're, they're making like, it really like themed. Yeah, they're, they're exactly themed yep. Airbnb. Yep. Okay, but like Airbnb doesn't work in that. I don't think let's say Airbnb doesn't work in that. I don't think that will rent well because you have like these odd gold and blue and like there's just like and I think I don't know Airbnb is such such a trip for me because it's like it's like cool but it ain't like honestly like when I travel I rarely use Airbnb. I'm always at a hotel. I'm only using Airbnb if I'm with big groups. Big groups, right? Big mansion parties, ten thousand dollars a weekend. Because the Airbnb is like single, like okay, yeah, like yours in Phoenix, right? Mm -hmm. You do a hundred dollars. Yeah, but that sleeps fifteen people. That's a that's an affordable. That's that's a crazy deal. Yeah, dude, it's that's why it's booked all the time. But I was driving from here to Sacramento. I did that drive a couple times. It's like I don't know, fourteen, fifteen hours, right? Yeah. But I would stop in Salt Lake. and so one time I got an Airbnb out there in Park City. Right. But I got like the cheapest one, right? Mm-hmm. So what started off as $75 a night, after every single Airbnb fee tacked on, Cleaning. went from 75 to like 120 bro, and that's At what, that that's point, what I could have just got a Marriott. That's know? what I'm saying, bro. I think Airbnb is cool, but like I said, it's getting oversaturated everywhere. Yeah. Right? Everywhere. And I think yeah. for the for the convenience... I would go back to a hotel. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Just... Uh, personally, I do. I love, I stayed in a hotel here last night. Um, just simple, whatever it was, Courtyard or Fairfield or whatever. Yeah. Um, nice, right? But like, yeah, I just love going in there to the tight bedding. Yeah. Like, I can just throw my shit everywhere, leave the place like right. dirty if I want to do whatever. Right? I just right. like... It's a place where I could just go in, do my thing, get right out. and. We have a guy, I have a, I mean, because I try to connect. So that's how I like know all these Denver guys that are in real estate because yeah. of the Lambo game. Yeah. 
So the Lambo game, you'll get to meet like the gurus and the the, the top one yeah. percenters of real estate, and you yeah. kind of weed out the ones that, unfortunately, I mean, not saying that you're not in the one percent if you don't drive a Lambo, yeah. but you could you could kind of see a be, you can have a better pre qualification just yeah. by well the the, the, the entry the entry market to get a Lambo, you already have to have a high income. You oh, know? one thousand so like, percent. So it's like yeah. Anyways, going back to that, I met this Airbnb guy that drives a Lambo, and all he does is like Airbnb arbitrage. Yeah. But he doesn't actually even own him. The arbitrage, he just helps people set them up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He um, that and that Airbnb arbitrage, like, I think was working. I I just don't know, man. I'm just not interested in that. Like, I think there's it's, money there though, because that dude's pulling up in Lambos and shit. <laughs> yeah. I, well, so. It does create a lot of opportunity. Right, right. Um, I I just don't know, you know, you talk about like conservative approach, like the long-term buy and hold thing for me. It's just, again, it just works for me. doesn't right. mean that it'll work for everyone else. Yeah, it's different. It's different like investing minds, right? Yeah. Like, but I will say, like people like you, and just now getting in the game, I need to. I'm now. I I am formulating and thinking like, how can I play at a higher, not just level, but a higher volume? And with that higher level and volume, like it's all because I want more cash to play in the game even more, right? So, so I think, I think of- like flipping will give me that cash, but I also think flipping will get me deeper into the market from like networking learning All more about it. real estate or just getting better opportunities right. learning how to learn learning how to find off-market deals is a very right. big thing and like i said like you said there's so many ways to make money in real estate right. i mean if you think about it as a basketball player you're not yeah. just like your skill under your tool belt should not only be dribbling right you should also know how to yeah do a layup do pass, a three-pointer whatever, pass yeah. whatever right same thing with real estate if you're only doing rentals i mean yes it's great but what's yeah. your other tools under your belt, bro? Right. Like, do you know how to find off-market deals? Well, I think, you... like, at your stage, too, like, with what you're doing, it actually gives you exposure to even better long-term holding. And that's why I hold, picked, hold deals. That's why I picked wholesaling. Yeah. Because wholesaling is ultimately just the art of finding good deals. Yeah. Right? Finding off-market deals, learning how to run numbers and underwrite them and just better opportunities yeah. in general. So you do get to cherry-pick. Yeah. Which ones you want. Like all of our rentals, we have zero of our own money into them. Yeah. It's all just burrs. Right. Every single one was a burr. And we probably have, I don't know, two million in equity, whatever. Right. From just two years of and that's what I'm saying. You're not you're not poor. Yeah. You're just broken out because you're still racking up those deals, but like your net worth is like through the roof because of those deals, right? Right. And so that's what I'm zero saying. money into them, right? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's like you got to know, you got to have a lot of tools. Now yeah. we're doing sub twos and then now we're doing this. Now we're doing that. You know what I mean? So it's like, you got to yeah. have more tools under your belt than just buy and hold. Cause yeah. it's, for one, it's hard, you know, it to is. find a good deal buying yeah. and holding. Like, you know, like this... going back to like James Bowers, he's doing yeah. kind of what I'm doing now. Yeah. He's like doing the buy houses thing. Didn't like he? Case. Yeah. He bought lens by house. He bought it. Right. right? Yeah. So it's like, he knew that there's opportunity there too yeah. and then I'm going to go get that you know well and speaking of like real estate I think gives you like so many different avenues to like create businesses right like I have a guy that I'm that's doing my landscaping I could just easily start my own landscaping company with all the rentals that I 
I'm about to acquire in the next 10 years. Right, right. Start my own, like, um, property management company. Property management company. Um, you know, cleaning service, whatever the case may be. I, I just think... And you don't... Just know that you don't have to do these right. all yourself. You can hire these things out. Right. You right. know? Yeah. That's... Uh, I think it's just the beginning for me in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? Um, every step I've taken in my journey has always felt like it's just now the beginning, you know? But that's yeah. how I know. You know, like, I'm scared for this fourplex, yet I know that that's the right thing I need to be doing. Yeah, this deal might not work out, but your next one that you come yeah. across, you'll know, be like, this is a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, it's that be, me being, like, uh, scared isn't the right word. I don't know what word I'm, I'm looking for, but I just know that this itch that I have right now I'm ready for that next level mm-hmm. and it's that level up that I'm like trying to hit and every time I level up I always have the same feeling of like all right here we go like buckle up right but like that's how I know I'm ready and I need to keep going in that direction what's you know? that one saying for every new level there's a new devil yeah because it's the truth you gotta there's always challenges that you face for every level oh it's true I'd rather I'm sure you could speak on this too, though. I'd rather have the challenges I'm dealing with in my portfolio than the challenges of, you know, not having any challenges, <laughs> getting fired from my W two, right, how I have no yeah. income, or yeah. having a shitty boss, right. or you know, like just being controlled by somebody else, you know. And so, um, but uh, you know, one quick thought too is like for anybody that is listening or like trying to get in the game, it's just like. You know, I do think it is important to like quickly go and increase your income. Right. Right. And so you're talking about like, how do I find more money? How do I um, find more deals? Right. How do I find more is the is is what you're saying. And same for me. Right. Well, so for me, I had to take that sacrifice of like quickly pausing real estate, going out to San Francisco. And I went out to San Francisco just lead quickly to raise my income. Mm. Right. I went from. Uh, X amount of money in my W-2 out here in Denver, Wyoming to that much more in San Francisco. And it's that jump of income that gave me more money, which is giving me the ability to do things like the fourplex, mm-hmm. right? And so um, I think like you got to find ways to increase your money as quickly as possible um, the right way, right? Um, I wouldn't recommend going out and selling drugs right now, but, you know, mm-hmm. uh, increase your money because that, I don't care what people say, man. Money money will buy. Cash is king. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. Like now, it's like coming back around. People are, when crypto came out, cash is not king. Yeah. Where's all the crypto guys? I was in crypto. I'm like not even in the crypto scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cash is, is still king. Cash yeah. is still king. And and whoever has the most cash in the next six, seven, two years yeah. will, will win. Right. And that's uh, that's... That's why you got to take whatever sacrifice that is to get you that cash. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've had quite the journey. I've, there's hasn't been too many times where I haven't had multiple forms of income, whether that's two or three jobs at a time mm-hmm. or that's like investments bringing me money on top of my W-2. But like, right. it's those sacrifices that, you know, I know Cheyenne is different and I don't want to like put anybody under here. But, um, you know, even my tenants, like some of them right now, I have two tenants that don't have jobs. Oh, shit. And I, I'm worried Sketch. for them, right? Yeah. From my personal, like, business, I'm worried for them, right? right. But I'm also, as a friend to them, um, because I'm self-managing, I get to know these people a little bit. I'm like, guys, like, I, what I really want to say to them is, like, 
you got to be lazy to not have a job. Right. There's it's always like, a job. Out it's there. a lot of work not having a job. Yeah. It's like, a lot of work I don't not like, getting a job. I have one guy, he's like, well, there's not jobs out there right now that are hiring for like $20 an hour. Right. One, well, I had a tenant tell me this yesterday. I'm like, look, man, you need to go and get the job that's paying you the $16 an hour that's temporary fixed to your problem term solution. You know, like find the $16 an hour job while you're trying to still get hired on for that $20, $21 an hour job. Mm -hmm. But having $0 an hour is way worse than having a $16 an hour job and eating your pride and ego, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, you, I don't know, man, lazy people, lazy people. Yeah. Well, I think we should end it. You think? Yeah. Yeah. An hour and 46 minutes. Is that what it's been? Yeah, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think I broke your record. On yeah, podcast, you did. Then. You did break it. <laughs> well, guys, um, we can, like I said, we wanted to just have a normal conversation just so you guys yeah. can hear what we, what these coffee conversations go. Hopefully yeah, yeah. me and uh, Taylor here will do more deals in the future or and yeah. one deal in the future. No, I, 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 I hope that this is uh, just the beginning. I appreciate yeah. your time, man. It's uh not, not uh, a lot of people are willing to just take an hour and 46 minutes out of their day, especially <laughs> at your level. So. It's cool, bro. It's yeah. cool. All right, guys. Well, where can people find you, Taylor? Um, honestly, I'm not big on social media. Um, if you did want to find me on social media, though, it's just tay.pete underscore, T-A-Y dot what, what platform is that? Uh, Instagram. Instagram, yeah. okay. I, I, I hardly use Instagram. What about and Facebook? That, uh yeah facebook taylor peterson um i'm on linkedin as well <laughs> linkedin is uh, a whole nother animal i literally just logged into linkedin the other day oh I, i'm like damn I I been on it, man linkedin i think is especially in this economy right now with the job market um but that aside too linkedin is actually becoming a social media platform i know dude people yeah. were getting like 300 400 likes on linkedin i'm like what the hell is going but on also i think like two for like networking for you and raising money or something like that or doing yeah. partner deals like on linkedin um the the basics of linkedin the mass majority of people right now are people that have high income jobs or are looking for high income jobs right so those people a lot of you know uh directors vps executives of big tech companies or something like that that you you know i don't know if this works for people i'm assuming it does but you know connecting with them and you know because those guys they don't know real estate they also don't have the time for real estate but they have a bunch of money and love investing so. doctors lawyers yeah so like connecting with them um so what, what's your name on linkedin yeah just taylor peterson taylor peterson p-e-t-r-s-o-n okay and yeah. then Instagram again? Yeah, tay.pete underscore, P-E-T-E underscore. Um, but yeah, it's funny. I, you know, I, I sometimes dabble with the fact that I should have a presence on Instagram. Um, I just, it's more of a personal pre- presence. But, you know, I'm sure after this, you and I will be sending messages back and forth and yep. like sharing profiles and stuff. So it's things like that. I have yep. a lot of, I get a lot of my information and knowledge off of Instagram. So I'm more than happy to connect other people. There's a lot of good but, things and bad things on there. Yeah, yeah. Is there any place that, you know, people don't know of about you that they could find you or I know we talked a lot about me. Yeah, so pretty much just LinkedIn. Like I'm not on LinkedIn, but yeah, yeah, for I'm pretty active on Facebook, Instagram and uh, the podcast, too. Do you do you have any kind of um, like consulting or coaching services? I do just for just my private people, like my close friends. I'll do coaching and stuff, but yeah, it's not out to the public right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good. Well, hey, I appreciate your time. Really yes, sir. Do. Thank yeah. you for ha for coming on, man. I yeah. appreciate your time too. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Shout out Adrian. Shout out Cheyenne. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you all for listening. And if you made it this far, you know, I truly appreciate you guys because that was a long time. <laughs> yeah, that was, man. I don't know if you need to chop this up into two, but if you made it this far, then take the action and get in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and to also share this on your on your Instagram post or something. Yeah. Or oh, story. we will. We will. All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you all for listening. Talk to you all soon. We'll see you on the next I'm trying to better my health, but... All my life, they be trying to keep me down. All this time, never thought I'd make it out. No, no, no. All my life.